Welcome to the Clothe with the Sun podcast. We welcome you to a daily reading of the gospel and a meditation. I am James Thomas, and today is Sunday, March 26, 2023, the fifth Sunday of Lent. Time is flying by. Holy Week is coming soon. Our gospel today is from the Holy Gospel according to John. Now, a man was ill. Lazarus from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who had anointed the Lord with perfumed oil and dried his feet with her hair. It was her brother Lazarus who was ill. So the sisters of Lazarus sent word to Jesus, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just trying to stone you, and you want to go back there? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If one walks during the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks at night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. He said this and then told them, Our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I am going to awaken him. So the disciples said to him, Master, if he is asleep, he will be saved. But Jesus was talking about his death, while they thought he meant ordinary sleep. So then Jesus said to them clearly, Lazarus has died, and I am glad for you that I was not there, that you may believe. Let us go to him. So Thomas, called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go to die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, only about two miles away. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise. Martha said to him, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary secretly, saying, The teacher is here and is asking for you. And as soon as she heard this, she rose quickly and went to him. For Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still where Martha had met him. So when the Jews who were with her in the house, comforting her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out, they followed her, presuming that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came to Jesus, to where Jesus was, and saw him, She fell at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. 
When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her weeping, he became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench. He has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me. But because of the crowd here, I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man man came out, tied hand and foot with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to them, Untie him and let him go. Now many of the Jesus who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. So this week we have a long one, as we do in the case of many of the Sundays of Lent and the three-year cycle. We have a beautiful story. Jesus is more and more revealing himself, revealing the reality of who he is, that he can even raise the dead. There are many points about this reading, as I've said, about a lot of the readings that come around feast days. We could preach all day and all night because there's so much to say. And I know some of you out there are saying, oh, no, please don't do that. No, 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 I know. It's not going to be that long of a recording here. But Jesus's humanity is one of the things revealed in this reading. We've been talking about that the past couple days, especially with the Feast of the Incarnation yesterday, how important Jesus's humanity is. He had to become fully like us in all things but sin in order to bring his divinity into us and our world, in order to save us, in order to sanctify human life. So Jesus has emotions. So many will want to deny emotions and not give them their due and say they're not important. All that matters is that you know right from wrong. All that matters is that you do the right thing. They engage the intellect and the will, which are very, very important, very high-level realities when we talk about the human soul. But as Pope John Paul reminded us, we also have to include the emotions. The emotions are a very important part of who we are. They're made by God. Jesus shows a lot of emotion in this reading. He cries over his friend Lazarus. Sometimes, I've seen this many times in my life, we need to cry, but we don't. We don't let our guard down. We're trying to be strong for other people. And then a person will come on the scene that makes us vulnerable. And then we cry, and then we let loose. And for Jesus, that was Mary the sister of Martha and Lazarus. Mary shows up. Mary says the same things that Martha said. 
Martha is not totally this way, but it seems this way. It feels this way, like she's coming out to tell Jesus off. You know, if you would have been here, we could have saved him, but you weren't here. Martha's the worker. She also is a saint. She's a saint for the good things that she did. She took care of Jesus. She took care of others. She was a woman of many, uh, many pursuits, perhaps many anxieties, the worries of this world. She was the one making the meal while Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And in this story, Martha runs out. And then we see her later when Jesus goes to the tomb to raise Lazarus. Martha keeps interjecting herself. I know better. I, Lord, you should do this and don't do that. And Jesus doesn't lose it in front of Martha, but he still makes it a moment of hope. He makes it a moment of teaching. I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's so much more than just, he will have life. He will come back. He will have life on the last day. So we have Jesus interacting with her on an intellectual level. I'm just looking up the, re the reading here. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. And then Martha affirms his theology. You are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. But then Mary comes to Jesus, says the same thing, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would never have died. And then Jesus starts crying. So that's beautiful right there. It's a beautiful reading. Jesus connects with different people in different ways, just as he does with us through our prayer lives, just as we're meant to do with one another. Mary is the one that Jesus, you know, there's a tenderness there. There's a connection there. Not to say he doesn't have that with the other two, but there's a connection with Mary that causes Jesus to open up about the fact that he has feelings about this man, Lazarus, who's dead in the tomb. Even though he knows intellectually he's going to bring him back, he's still feeling the feelings. So Jesus loves these people. Jesus has friends. It's important that Jesus has friends. It's important that we have friends. It's important that we have the support that we need. Jesus didn't just come as the lone ranger riding up in his mask. You know, he, Jesus had his disciples with him. He had his friends. He cared deeply about his friends. All this interaction here in this reading is very important. And of course, it's a springboard for so much teaching. So there's Jesus' humanity. And then there's so many other things about this reading. I want to talk about the reading as an example of what they say in the 12 steps, different groups that are out there for people that have addictions. They say you have to hit rock bottom before you start getting better. For some reason here, and just want to examine it a little bit, Jesus doesn't go right away. This is what Martha and Mary are both talking about. Jesus was not there and Lazarus died. The apostles are letting him know, you know, we could go, we could go and we could, you know, you could save Lazarus and we'd love to come with you. And Jesus waits. He lets it go for a while. He says, this is for the glory of God. He waits till Lazarus is dead and then in the tomb for four days so that he can show the glory of God. Going back to the reading, towards the end of the reading, he says that prayer to the Father, indicating what his intention was all along. 
Because of the crowd I have said this, Father, thank you, that they may believe that you sent me. He tells them, roll away the stone, even though there might be a stench. Of course, after Lazarus is risen, untie him, let him come out, help him to come out. So we need to hit rock bottom for so many of us. For our crazy world today, there is hope. I mean, it's always ideal that we don't have to hit rock bottom, or maybe that we've already hit some sort of a rock bottom. It's good that we're always working on ourselves, always trying to grow, grow humanly, grow spiritually, grow physically, you know, physical health. Jesus wants us to grow, but he knows that sometimes the only thing that will turn us in the opposite direction is if we have hit rock bottom. So for him, at that moment, he's trying to show the world, this is who I am. If I just come quick and heal the guy, because I love him, well, people aren't going to see the fullness of God's glory. People aren't going to fully get this. So we need to allow Lazarus to die so that we can use it for God's glory. Let him be in the tomb for a couple of days, and then we will call him forth, restore his life. He will be risen from the grave. How often people with addictions and all sorts of other problems are not willing to admit they have a problem, not willing to get help until things have gone so far that it's either death or, okay, I'm at the bottom, now I need to start climbing up again to the top. And then that gives them the impetus. Oh, I better work hard at this. I better really climb because I want to get better. I've let way too many people down. It's a shame when people have to hit rock bottom. But our world at the time of Jesus had hit rock bottom, just like our world now is scraping the bottom of the barrel in so many ways. So Jesus takes us to the limit to show his grace, his power, his mercy. And that's what he wants to do for us now. No matter how bad things get in the world or in your personal life, I mean, it goes back to what St. Paul says, when we are weak, then we are strong. We have a greater claim to the doctor's medicine when we have a greater weakness. Like I say, we want to always be working to make things better. But very often, the most sick people, the ones that are the furthest gone, the ones that don't want to change, they're the ones that will give us the greatest stories, the greatest example of how God can work, God's grace. The greatest sinners, when they turn to the Lord, bring about the greatest amount of grace. How many of us listening today are great sinners in so many ways? Let's not wait till we hit some further bottom with our sins, with our flaws, with our weaknesses. Let's consider how far we have fallen in our weaknesses and sin and say, Lord, I need you. Lord, no more. Lord, we turn it around now. We turn the ship around. The further the ship is going in the wrong direction, the harder it is to turn it around, the longer it takes. I ask the Lord sometimes in my prayer, Please let our society not fall, but to hit a bottom that it'll suddenly wake up and say, okay, we have to turn around. It's a shame, but very often we only return to virtue when there's a war, when there's uh, drought, famine, <laughs> financial crisis. We finally turn back to God. We saw it after 9-11. Everybody was in church. We hit rock bottom and suddenly people turn back to God. I don't want bad things to happen, but I do want us to turn back to God. So Jesus kind of shows us how it works, and, uh, you know, it's up to us now to, uh, to turn the ship around and go back in the right direction, to pray for the people around us, 
Lord, show them. Show them in their weakness that you can be their strength. And may it always be a source of hope for us to realize that whatever it is, what are we stuck in? What do we need to come out of? Whether it's a bad situation at work, a difficult situation in our families, bad habits and addictive issues we can't control, whatever it might be, the Lord, that's that's a tomb. It's a great thing to meditate with. Consider Lazarus in the tomb. Consider that darkness. He's dead. He's all wrapped up. And then he hears the Lord's voice calling him back to life, calling him out of the tomb, calling him to get out of those burial bands, all the things that had him wrapped up. Jesus is calling you and me out of our darkness, out of our sin, out of our struggles in his great mercy and his love. He is calling us out. Our Blessed Mother as well is calling us out. Come out of those things, those places, those situations with people where we are tied up. We can meditate on coming out of that darkness into the light. Jesus calls us into the light, and in the light we find him. We see him face to face, and he has so many ways. If we ask him, if we humble ourselves before him, He has so many ways to bring about our healing if we're open to that. So let us allow Jesus to heal us as we continue our season of Lent. Let it not just simply be that we give up a couple things here and there, but let it be that Jesus really, you know, we make sacrifices to open up our hearts, to empty our hearts of worldly things so that Jesus can enter in with his light, with his love, with his joy and his peace. Jesus wants to call us out of our tombs. Jesus wants to give us his love, his life, his peace. Have a good day. God bless you.